Hi, cuties. Welcome back to the Harajuku Realm, formerly the Royal Diaries, where we talk all things fashion, fashion entrepreneurship, and just the glam life of fashion. Today's topic is going to be about if you need to follow trends to be a successful designer. Now, quickly to say, no, you really don't need to follow trends to be a successful designer. Because as an indie designer, the thing is, is that you are thinking outside of the box, you're thinking about how to create something that's already not already out there, you're creating something that is new, that's innovative, and it's marketed towards your group. So you're not going to actually be working on something that's watching like Paris Fashion Week and London Fashion Week um, that recently just happened here. And then just be like, okay, I'm going to watch all these shows and now I'm going to design my collection. Indie designers don't typically do that. I mean, everyone is different, obviously, but typically what happens is you're really trying to figure out what your customer needs within your niche. So you don't have to necessarily follow big brands or couture designers to decide. You do not need to actually sit there and follow trends to decide what your next style is going to be. Now, there are some trends that you're probably going to follow anyway, like seasonal trends, because with seasonal trends, you are going to design for said season. For example, you're probably not going to design and push selling swimwear in the winter (laughs) Um, unless you're pushing it in a resort type of fashion. Most of the time, if you are, if your customers are in places where it does actually get cold and let's say your customers don't travel for winter, uh, you saying, hey, I'm launching this swimwear brand Um, to people out here on the East Coast where it snows is probably not the best idea. Um, Or vice versa, if you have a, um, maybe you do outerwear as well, pushing outerwear in the middle of summer where most of the country is hot and sunny, it really doesn't make any sense to sit there and also push um, outerwear when it is sunny. So that being said, you don't need to follow trends as in looking at other designers, looking up colors, looking up those things in a sense. But for seasonal trends, you probably do want to actually stay and think about that (laughs) because it really doesn't make sense. Now I can tell you that for me, uh, in my brand, Lolita Royalty, I don't always follow, I would say, color trends either um, because I know that winter you're supposed to more dress more neutral or dark colors. And in the spring and summer, it's more bright and pastels. Um, I try to sneak in pastels and florals wherever I can be pretty much any time of year. Um, So that's me kind of being a rebel about that. However, I do still um, 
do still push certain things. Like when I did my fall collection last year, I did velvet. I did a little bit of sparkly glamour for holiday. I did longer dresses. I did trench coats because that's typically what you're going to be wearing uh, in the fall. So I do have that as a um, as a difference. Whereas in spring, I do a lot of shorter dresses, um, a lot of cottons, a lot of florals. I mean, I still do florals. I just can't get over florals. But I do try. I don't try to make like a a long cloak or any type of um, real coat, heavy, like, coat um, for any of my, like, spring collections or even capsule collections. And also just know that sometimes uh, mainstream brands will look into um, indie brands for inspiration um, because or they might steal them, unfortunately, but I'm sure you've heard of multiple stories or if you follow um, any fashion blogs, um, a big one on Instagram is called Diet Prada, where they show um, where all these big brands have um, taken straight up stolen from indie designers. So that does happen. But they look to indie designers because indie designers have, like I said before, a very specific niche and they are uh, they are catering to a very unique customer. So that is why uh, bigger name designers that have bigger budgets that have um, more notoriety do look to places like Etsy or smaller brands that are just popping up. Or maybe it's a smaller brand that um, happened to get picked up by a celebrity stylist and things like that. So that does happen, unfortunately. Um, but, and I know a lot of people say like, oh, well, imitation is the greatest form of flattery. Not really when um, they're messing with your coin. So <laughs> that's not usually the best way. But that's not to say that you shouldn't design your best or, you know, bring out your best work or your best prints or styles or anything like that because you're afraid someone's going to steal it. I don't think you really need to do that. I think you just need to make sure that uh, you stick to what your demographic is and stay true to yourself. For a quick note, I just want to say that if you were a designer under a manufacturer or for a label or for another brand, you will be designing uh, on trend. So they will be requiring you to either look up trends or they're going to be providing you with the uh, trend research. Um, the mood boards, things like that, and then you design off of that. So if you are working in what I call corporate fashion, that is how they work. They don't work where you're just pulling ideas out of the air. <laughs> they work where you actually do need to follow uh, the trends that are set by that company. Just a little small note about that. <laughs> now, if you are the type of indie designer that wants to follow trends, that's totally fine too. You can find inspiration everywhere. Um, I believe I already have a podcast talking about that. If I don't, I need to make another one. But I know I have a YouTube video talking about that, um, where to find inspiration when you're feeling stuck. So if you do uh, need to go to museums and look at art or look at um, runway shows, you can do that. Definitely think outside the box. 
Look at designers that maybe you've never heard of before. Look at designers that don't, aren't the first ones that come to mind when you think about um, designing. So if you're like, okay, I want to design like, I don't know, Alexander McQueen, that's very, you know, his design house is very well known. So um, doing that is very obvious. But if you find a uh, smaller house designer that maybe it's their first time showing in a, in a fashion week, then maybe you might be able to pull some cool inspiration from that. And when you do, make sure you're just pulling inspiration and you're not doing a direct copy. If you like silhouettes, um, or if you like the way they did a sleeve, or if you like the way they did a bodice or a pant, you know, take elements from it, but spin it so that it's truly your uh, idea. There also are uh, subscription-based services that will do the trend reporting for you. They'll tell you what Pantones are going to be uh, part of the color story for upcoming seasons. Uh, they will do mood boards for you. They'll do um, uh, silhouettes. They'll literally predict everything so that you can design correctly for your customer. And they do this several seasons ahead. They do this several seasons ahead so that you can prepare properly and create your uh, garments in time for when the season actually arrives. So uh, WGSN is uh, one of the bigger ones. That was the one um, we used when I was in school. Uh, but this is really if you want to be um, really accurate with what you're coming out because they take all the guesswork out of it. Um, there are other ones out there as well. It is a subscription-based service, I believe. Um, so you will have to either be paying it monthly or yearly to have access to all of that information. So that is another way for you to follow trends and be ahead of the trends if needed. So in conclusion, you don't really have to follow trends uh, to be a designer, to be a successful designer. You can really do what you want, fall within certain guidelines like seasonal guidelines. Uh, if you want to fall in color guidelines, for sure. If you want to fall in to silhouettes, Sure, but you don't have to. You can really do what you feel is comfortable for you and your brand and what your vision is. And as long as it's aligning with what your customer base wants and needs, then you're golden. You don't really have to worry about it. Uh, but let me know if you need any more help. If you have any questions, comments, please let me know. Um, and let me know if you need me to make a second part or part two or go more in depth into any of the topics I talked about today. Okay, so thank you, cuties, for listening. Once again, this is the Harajuku Realm, formerly the Royal Diaries podcast, where we talk all things fashion, fashion entrepreneurship, and just the glam life of fashion that you all want to be a part of. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Anywhere you listen to podcasts and just all over. I'm on the tickety talks as well. Uh, so I'm just all over social media uh, as well as my home base at lroyaltyclothing.com. Stay cute and stay unique, cuties. Bye.